Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay, come for the comments. Yo, 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 what's going on? We back with another episode of the Dots Up Podcast. We here with four of your favorite hosts. We missing one. Um, T, can join us when, if he can, but he's trying to get his daughter to go to sleep. And all you dads know how that goes. So, But uh, we here with Mook, Reem, and Shiz. Uh, what's going on with everybody? What's going on with you, Shiz? I'll start with you. Yo, everything is good, man. How you doing? Everything Irie. I'm good, man. Everything Irie. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, on weekend. Second semester Word starts MLK. in a week. Oh, oh okay. How you, yeah. No, my fault. I was the, we we were talking over each other. That's cool. But how you feeling about that? I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I've been actually super bored recently. Like <laughs> I had way too much time on my hands, so. Mm. I'm excited to go back. It's it good about funny. grad school, right? Huh? Especially like doing that. I so said that's good about grad school, right? In addition to like working and like having other responsibilities, like being an adult. It's just like you realize that like I found for me in my experience that during breaks and stuff, I had a lot of time. And it's just like I can if I have a lot of time to do whatever I want. And to be a parent and, you know, an amazing husband to my wife, mm. you know, I could maximize other goals and stuff that I'm just kind of leaving out there. Right. Like, I don't know. Just speaking. Yeah, off there's of a lot of dead time. There's a lot of dead time. Like I said, when, when I'm playing video games, and I check how many hours I have on the video game. I'm like, yo, Jesus Christ. Like, come check on. It. I did I did pick up a new hobby though. Uh so you know, got the PS5 uh around Thanksgiving, uh, you know, GTA. There's like a way that you can make a billion dollars in GTA. So like that has just been my goal for the past two or three weeks. Speaking of boredom, <laughs> that has been my goal of like how to maximize the stock market on GTA. So I'm like, how can I apply this into the real world <laughs> if I'm literally putting a lot of effort into this video game? So as you're saying, as you're talking about, you know, just being bored and stuff and, and waiting to, you know, start back on the on the next semester, I'm just like, I'm over here bullshitting. <laughs> so yeah, I was actually talking to yeah. one of my staff members. They were talking about how they have this project they want to do. And I was telling them to, you know, get it started. And they were like, do you think I could do that while working this job? <laughs> and I had to, like, catch myself because I was like, yo, are you serious? <laughs> like, come on, bro. This mad, mad time, man. I'm, I'm able to do full grad school full time. Like, you got mm. – oh, and you're a staff member. You're not a supervisor. So – there's downtime and that's kind of an excuse and I'm not going to let you make that excuse. Like, so if you really want to do it, you do it. Yeah. 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 It's all about reframing and like just knowing how to manage your time and low key finesse work hours. Cause I was for sure doing that as a frontline staff mm -hmm. when uh, <laughs> I was in grad school, but yeah, I mean, you just, you like you said, you just some make it happen. Techniques. Hey, listen, it's all about the reframing, brother. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like, damn, I don't want to go to work, but you know. Hey, it's always you can't, good to you can't check in change. with say that again. Check in with who? 
I said, it's always good to check in with, you know, either D or, you know, sit at OB for what should be an hour long supervision that turns into ends up being the whole entire day because <laughs> we're just shooting the shit. But um, now nah, what were you saying, D? Now I'm saying if you can't change the situation, change your attitude. And like I feel like a lot of a lot of people be capping and be be complaining about stuff and they ain't really got much to complain about. Or they're making an excuse for why they aren't doing something or being proactive. But yeah, uh I mean, depending on how you want to draw out that argument, nobody's got anything to complain about in, in the United States, right? Absolutely. 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 But individually, certainly people do. So I hear you. I, hear nah, you. I got something to complain about, man. Nah, I was, I was give me my give me my reparations, nigga. Let me just just forgive my uh, student loans and we'll be all right. That's the only thing yeah. I got to complain about. <laughs> yeah, and let me let me be specific, Ray. I'm talking about complaining about work wise, not yeah. life wise. Yeah. 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 Like complaining about the stresses of the job, and I'm like, come on, guys! You can't even get your weekly report in on time. You're trying to complain about stuff like can't even get your time card in on time. You talking about, oh, I'm overwhelmed. You want to get paid? What's up? <laughs> Yo, that really like that's personal. real because. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a topic that's definitely a topic within itself because i feel like the stuff that you know me and d went through you hate to bring that experience into just being a supervisor and a manager now but certain people i look at in my cohort just being completely honest i'm like yo you you wouldn't have survived the shit that we went through like you're not you're not built for this I mean, you're. I mean, you're. You're built for what we have now, because we had the. You know, we had the rise to the occasion. But listen, you want to talk about struggles and obstacles? Let me tell and, you about working on. Let me let me tell you about waking up at six o'clock in the morning on MLK Day, and and being there the entire time with no food from six to six to six to eight at night, and then expected to be at work yeah. at seven o'clock. The following day, like you sound like a victim at this point. I am a victim. <laughs> I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Thank yeah, you. But now nah, all all is all is good, bro. Um, went to my aunt's uh retirement party yesterday. So that was dope. Shout out to my aunt Denise. Forty years working for the man. None of y'all laugh. Um. You know, working for for the boss of public library. What's there, what's there to laugh at? Waiting right. for you to finish it. See, yeah, this, working this man, for let me tell you about Shiz real quick, yo. Shiz, <laughs> Shiz be laughing and then trying to throw it on everybody else to make it sound like we're the ones who are laughing. And hey, Shiz listen, is the one who's laughing. Y'all were laughing over there. Y'all were just rather nah, silent. Just see, but um, just yeah, no. real life, real life exhibit of what he'd be doing. No, no, honestly, it was it was a beautiful uh, celebration. Um, so shout out to her, man, for real. It just got me thinking about retiring because I don't want to retire when I'm like 60 or 50. I'm like, how can I how can I get out of the game a little bit earlier or work on earlier my own than terms? 50? Yes, bro. I'm yo, I'm just you be 50, bored. 50, 50 is the goal. I mean, you always work, but I mean, like, I want to be able to work on my own terms. I want to be able to have the financial freedom to 
do whatever the fuck I want. You can retire for like two months. Like, Shouldn't have went to Wheelock. I'm hit. <laughs> what do you mean? You went to BU. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> nah, but on a, on a serious on a serious note, though, I'm just I'm just saying, like, not fully retired. But you you know what I'm saying. Like, I want to, you know, she's gonna be a bus driver. Be able to <laughs> listen. If I if listen, if I'm an Uber driver, I'm doing it on my I'm doing it on my own terms. Now I'm talking about school bus driver. Taking oh, a I can, up. listen. I could do that too. But I'm doing it on my own terms. <laughs> having the flexibility, having the autonomy to do whatever the fuck I want. I think that is like that is retirement within itself, right? Um, so yeah. That's my TED talk. Okay. All right. Thanks, shit. All right. And how you doing, Reem? What's up with you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um Yeah, man, just living life. We were in uh, New York for a funeral this weekend, but even with that, like being around family and just getting to like celebrate life and just being around people, like we were able to still have a good time and, and take care of each other. And so it's like being able to like switch your perspective on that and see funerals as a way just to see family you don't always see and kind of be able to celebrate. I've appreciated how, how family has been able to do that because not everybody thinks about it like that, right? But it's nice to be able to see people like that. And so um, we had a good time. We got to uh, catch up with some family and then got to see uh, some soon-to-be in-laws as prolonged as that's been. But uh, Oh. oh. So, Yo, you hear that? You see the way you threw that in there? What you mean? What you mean? I'm just I'm acknowledging my dragging of the feet with this wedding. But, Yeah. Um, but yeah, so not not bad, not bad. Back here, get a day off today, and then back at it next week. But doing well overall. I can't complain. Things been good. Uh, that's what's up, man. Um, you get a day off next week too, or you just took a day off next week? No, I mean day off today, rather. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mm. Shit, I wish I had a day yeah. off next week. But... You could. You got PTO. Take a day off. <laughs> I mean, I got a day off every week. I work four days a week, but. Depends mm. on how you look at it. Mm. Nice, Let me just throw it out there. It's nice, man. Man, I don't know about you, man, but this dude Rashawn be taking like three remote days every week, so he might as well be off. That is just That's life. Not <laughs> true at all. See, he's out here just throwing salt on my name right now. I'm not here for the slander. Nah, we get a taking, confirmation. I'll be taking a few remote Where's days here and there. I can't. I can't lie, but um. <laughs> I must call us. Yeah, I'm taking a remote day, so just get on Zoom. We'll do Bam. We'll do Bam and we'll do Bam off the computer. Oh my Wait, God. what? I'm not even. I wasn't even aware of that. I said I should do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. about to get a white folder on the pod. At... <laughs> Your first Bam white folder through a Zoom link. Hey man, what's up with you, Mook? How you doing? Doing good, you know. In the words of uh, two uh, inspirational black men, I know I'm doing blacknificent today. <laughs> oh my god! Blacknificent today. Word to word to uh, you know y'all know who, but you know word to him. <laughs> I know y'all don't be saying that in the hallways. Please tell me, please. Nah, it's usually blessed and highly favored, or something like some some old saying like that. That's a, that's a little better. 
Yo, the other you know. day, I was talking to Rashawn, and I told him, I said, yo, uh, I was talking about a particular person, and I was like, this person's usually wrong all the time, and I was, but he was right at this instance. I told Rashawn, I said, yep, even a broken clock is is right twice a day. That Rashawn, is true. Rashawn was like, what? Did you just make that up? I was like, nah, man, that's an old-ass saying. Have y'all heard <laughs> that before? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I said I, I should games all the time. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going I'm to just start saying that shit like in supervisions. Hey, listen. Bro, clock, a broken clock is is right twice a day. Just to start just to start saying it like just out of nowhere. I'm going to just start saying it. You know what's crazy though is <clears throat> that saying is probably going out of fashion cuz kids don't even know what that means cuz they don't have broken clocks. They don't have analog clocks. Yeah. So yeah. It wouldn't even make sense. <laughs> Oh man, we're getting old. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, man, what we got on the docket today, Reem? You had a you had a little tweet for us to go or an X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, we got a little uh, X, you know, fiasco or a little outrage that we thought we can get into. So, the uh, chief diversity officer for John Hopkins uh, Medical Hospital, um, the DEI chief posted a newsletter, um, a monthly newsletter. And uh, for their newsletter, they have different topics. This one uh, was focused on um, the word privilege. And so they talked about what privilege means and uh, how it relates to everyday life. And what got this DEI uh, chair officer in trouble is in the newsletter, she went to outline all of the social identity groups that, that um have privilege. And so I'll just share it with you guys real quick and we'll talk about what what our response is. But in the newsletter, she says that white people, able-bodied people, heterosexuals, cisgender people, males, Christians, middle or owning class people, middle-aged people, and English-speaking people all have privilege. And privilege is characteristically invisible to the people who have it. She goes on to talk about how these are the dominant groups and they've earned their privilege and enjoy it without looking out for others. And as you guys can maybe imagine, it sparked some frustration from certain people that saw that um, that post. And she later on recanted the the newsletter saying that it was insensitive and that she used uh, poorly choiced words when uh, going over this. So just wondering what what's your guys' response to how if you guys are at John Hopkins and you get up and get in your your email and you see a newsletter like that first thing in the morning that just calls out I'm assuming a massive amount of people at that hospital but just in the world that they have privilege and that they don't recognize their privilege what's your response to that how are you how are you processing that I'd probably be like whoa <laughs> sis woke up and chose violence today. That would have been my my first reaction, um, but she's not wrong. There's nothing in this definition <laughs> that is wrong. There's, There's nothing. It's not. Mm-hmm. A, it's not. It's not a salacious. It's not malicious. It is very matter of fact. Privilege mm-hmm. is a set of unearned benefits given to people who are a specific social group. Privilege operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels, and it provides advantages and favors to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of other groups. The United States privilege is granted to people who have a membership in one or more of these social identity groups. And then she goes on to list it. That kind of sounds like the beginning of Law and Order SVU, but <laughs> the way I read it, <laughs> these are their stories. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, but I, I just want to 
like flip it real quick. Imagine would this be received differently? And I already know what the answer is. If Dr. Hill was white, like if this was a white person putting this out, like tweeting this in the same position, tweeting this out, would this be received differently? I think it would still be outraging for people, but I don't think the person would get as much backlash as, mm. as she's gotten. I think she's gotten like direct attacks on her person, I think because of her identity. Um, so that's a fair point. Shiz. I think it might be a little different depending on who it is. Because I'll, cause, Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, no, cause I was just saying like, she ended up walking this statement back. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that if this person, if Dr. Hill was white, she would stand on business. Yeah, she wouldn't have to apologize. She wouldn't have to apologize because there wouldn't be, there would be like, obviously some, there would be a lot of eyes on this statement, right? But yeah. it wouldn't go to the extent where someone, maybe a supervisor, maybe a stakeholder, you get a knock on your door, you get an email like, hey, can you come into my office? Hey, what are we doing here? I mean, you realize, I, I, you realize I we that, could just I... end your career, right? Like you might want to just walk it back real quick. Mm. On some, I like, could see that, but I, I also, I would push back on that a little bit in that I think statements like this in general are just very difficult to have so like props to her for putting this out but i think most people that would make this kind of post a newsletter are gonna have some serious backlash and to your point again maybe they don't have to recant the whole newsletter maybe they just say something that they add more specificity to what they're talking about yeah. um but i think most people are getting bashed on social if they put this out there and internally there's probably some discussion about how can we make this conversation more digestive for everybody so that there's not um, this this outrage about calling out, you know, probably 75%, a huge portion yeah. of, of the people that are working there and people that live every day, you know? But I think the, I think the privilege, and, and that's, I, no, I completely agree with that, but I think the privilege within, like, if this was a white woman who put out this tweet, the privilege in that is that I don't have to walk it back. Like, it is what it is. I said what I said. Versus, yeah, I feel like she'd be honestly praised at that point. Versus you diminish somebody's power when it's like you say something and it's just like, oh, now I got to walk it back. Where it's just like, yo, shut. Okay, cool. And I'm going to have to address this now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and specific, I retract and disavow the definition I shared and I am sorry. Like, that is very strong wording. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think. Yeah, like clearly someone told her she had to use like had to walk that back in a strong manner. And in fact, it was she said, in fact, because it was overly simplistic and poorly worded, it had the opposite effect. I don't think it was overly simplistic. I don't think it was poorly worded. I think the only part that people might be able to take issue with is um, that she could have said these are examples of privilege that are granted to people not in the United States privilege is granted to people who have membership in one or more of these social identity groups, because there's more, there's more categories that could, people could fall into um, that she hasn't listed. So I think right there, maybe that is the only, if I were to critique it, that's the only thing I would critique. But other than that, I'm like, 
the definition was fine. Elon Musk tweeting this must end end wokeness. Donald Trump Jr. talking about all these different things of wokeness in higher education. And it's just like the wording that they use, like I said, John Hopkins just sent out this hit, li hit list of people automatically guilty of quote unquote privilege. Then that's yeah. like media play. That is not at all what was happening. <laughs> yeah. Like mm -hmm. that completely changes what was said. Yeah. Like a hit list. You're just trying to charge people up with that wording. And then um, saying yeah. guilty. It's not about being guilty or not guilt. That's not a thing. Yeah. Like yeah. it has well, nothing to do like, with this, this definition. That's the semantics with like a post like this. If people aren't reading it with an open lens or if there's not enough clarity with it is that people just assume it's like an attack on these groups of people that have this unearned privilege. And it's also people can read it. Uh, people can read underneath it saying that these people should feel guilty for their privilege, which is not in this comment that she's saying, not in this newsletter, but people can read it that, oh, these groups that have privilege, they should feel bad about their privilege and they should be doing something about their privilege. And that's not, I don't think that's what she's trying to say at all. Not at all. I think she's pointing out that all these groups in certain situations, it's not like they have privilege 100% of the time because they don't, but in certain situations, each one of these groups has privilege that, that they can use, uh, you know, at, at, at their whim and i think that's more of the message that she's trying to get across but like you said when people can just tweet and retweet and post it they uh kind of weaponize it in a sense or at least make it more divisive and to your point rain too i think you mentioned right before we recorded like <laughs> the fact that it, the wording right hit list or people who are critiquing this to fit a specific narrative like if you're if you're upset about this then clearly th there's some sort of charge there which means that you either own or honor one of the things that she listed on this uh like one of the characteristics that she listed on this list you know what i'm saying like um i'm not sure if i'm articulating that in the best way but yeah like it's just one of those things like if you have if you have a like a, a certain charge to this message or to this tweet then that's more about you than what she it and to me that fulfills what she's what she's mentioned though right like that and that then that's that opens up another conversation to to have is what I'm saying um but yeah yeah I, I think the that. Oh, yeah. I think the I would say I think the biggest issue that people have with it is because people never want to acknowledge that they have something ahead of another you know, in in terms of like having an advantage over somebody else, everybody wants to. I think the whole purpose of every the reason why everybody's mad because the people that fit into that that priv privileged group feel like as if that they have an advantage over somebody else over a counterpart, which essentially that's the whole purpose of that uh, the you know the the privilege in general. Um, I don't think it was. She, I I didn't take it as she was looking for it to to in like a divisive way i think people took it divisive because they feel that if we acknowledge that we have this privilege would mean that there has to be some middle ground that's made up in a sense like in terms of like people feel like okay well if if they have a certain privilege then they're more apt to to needing something to to compensate for that area that's what i think that people took it as the people that were offended by it and i don't think people 
when you look at a, an unearned privilege, right? So we'll say like, okay, we're middle class America, whatever. So um, I think um, D on um, we had our training a few weeks ago, that was brought up on like the the privileges, like like one of the privileges said like um, in terms of like in a workforce, right? The privilege would be like okay, like able body or something like that, you know. Then they feel like okay, if you're unable body, you have to meet that those criteria. So people take it, people take offense to that. You're saying that you have an advantage over somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's just like I th- well, the word I use is just insecure insecurities. Um, Very much so. It's just a fact that people are born with stuff visible and both invisible right that give them it like as she said in the united states an advantage over others um even if even myself like when i look at myself and my own privileges um height right being over six feet that's a privilege when you look at the way that men get paid who are over six feet it's like disproportionate to short people to shorter men right that's like an unearned privilege um, I come from a two-parent household, right? That's an unearned privilege. And you look at the statistics on people with two parents versus people who were raised by uh, one parent, stuff like that. Like, there's different things like that. But that's what I mean. Like, this doesn't really get into those ones. This kind of hit the the hot top. That's my only critique that I would put of this. That um, and, and of, and I guess of, quote, unquote, I guess, wokeness. Right. It's like we'll we'll hit these top ones that are are easy, hot topics. But there's like the other ones that we can deep dive into and that nobody really pays attention to. One that I did like that she lists here that I don't think people mention as much is the Christianity piece. Um, I think Christianity has huge privilege in this country that people don't really acknowledge um, and pay attention to. But that that could also be my own personal bias. No, I, I agree with that. I actually think it's well recognized that Christianity is is, is a privilege um, and people that utilize it to, you know, take advantage of the amount of people that uh, are familiar with those beliefs or that follow those religious beliefs. That certainly seems like a privilege to me, but, you know, maybe for some people, they don't feel like that's as widely talked about, right? Especially not in politics or in, in kind of general conversation. But to your point, D, I think it would actually go really far if she was able to highlight the other privileges that you spoke about that aren't those hot, those hot topic ones, right? Mm-hmm. The ideas of, you know, weight or height or where you were born or, you know, being in a two family or single parent household or, you know, all of those things, which I think get away from kind of like the charge of it and people can more rationally kind of like can process those those things and understand why people in those situations do no fault of their own it's not like they chose that but they may have privilege you know and i think those are easier to discuss and, and understand as opposed to you were born a male so you have privilege and now you should feel bad that's not what she's saying but that's how people read it right mm-hmm. um and yeah i think when when dei initiatives just focus on those big points you know it's it's valid to do that, but I think you miss a whole other section that can be further discussed um, and can allow more people that aren't as familiar with DEI to be more receptive to it and at least try to understand what the practices are and, and where it may be beneficial. Yeah, and I think also like privilege 
is something awarded to you, right? Not something that you, there's times where you can access and you can step into your privilege, mm-hmm. right? But it can only, you can only do that if it's being awarded to you by someone else. And mm-hmm. I think that's the piece that is being missed, right? People are like, well, I work super hard for where I'm at. That can, that is absolutely true. Like for some people, not, not all people, but some people, right? But it's the fact that you, your hard work coupled with me being a male, right, has opened doors for me because people look at me different or will listen to me different than as if I was a woman, right? So it's like, I'm not seeking, I'm not going there or seeking that. Like some people learn how to manipulate that for sure. But again, it doesn't work if other people aren't ascribing myself that privilege. So it's not something yeah. that I step into. It's not something I can be guilty of because- if everybody else said, you know what, we're not going to ascribe to any of that societal constructs, then there would be no privilege. Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah. also interesting too. It's like, it's a very different, difficult concept. And I know we we lost uh, some of our co-hosts here, <laughs> yeah. but um, it's a difficult concept because it's so nuanced to break down, but recognizing that each of these privileges has an alternative and those alternatives can also be privileges. So like it says in here, males have an inherent privilege. Women also have an inherent privileges in certain situations as well. Mm. And so like this list is kind of talking to our general society and how we generally stereotypically speaking, and maybe more factually speaking, prioritize males over, over females in certain areas, you know, but that's not to say that women don't have privilege in certain areas, right? And you can go down the list and say all these groups, most of these groups have some privilege in some area, but it's just dependent on that immediate situation. And like, that's one of these nuances to conversations about privileges. There's kind of general privileges that because of the way we know our society works and functions, we can assume that these groups have privilege, but then there's very finite and specific privileges that people can have in unique situations. And yeah. and both of them warrant conversations like mm-hmm. You, it's it's valid to talk about how, um, you know, a, a group of black people in a certain community where the entire community is black, they have a privilege because they're amount they're around people that are familiar with their beliefs and you know what's important to them, and they can utilize their privilege because everybody is under the same beliefs or, or a kind of system of, of outlook, and so that can be a privilege in that sense. But maybe outside of that there's it's difficult to be a a black person in other ways right but like you can look at these very finite examples of privilege and and kind of flip it always and i think that's the part of the conversation that almost never gets had but that's an interesting part because it's it's kind of counterintuitive to what you typically see when you see stuff like this yeah it makes you think of um charlamagne the god's book black privilege i never actually read it but i think he's trying to get kind of getting into these concepts um and talking about just how he acknowledges how he has privilege as a black person i think that's good to acknowledge kind of get out of that victim mentality um you know because the, there is there is room to navigate and a way to find power um and and i think what you're speaking of just speaks to the intersectionality of it and the um the fluidity of it i think is is also interesting to talk about. And now as we dissect it, you and I and, and Rashawn and Mugwa, they're here as we dissect it. I do see how she probably could have gone more in depth or gave a better example. Yeah. 
Um, and maybe this this was mm-hmm. simplistic. Um, but I do think it starts the conversation that needs to be had. And when you talk about right. that, we're we're starting to get into the nitty gritty of it, and that's like in minority spaces. Mm-hmm. Still, we're talking about the dominant spaces. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, step in the right direction, but you know, people people are gonna have an issue with it. Um, people have that that scaredness yeah. of white white erasure, where they think like mm. we're trying to take take their jobs or take away their space in society. Oh, mm. yeah. It's the the thing. I, the kind of one of the last things I'll say about this doing some DEI work is like it's very difficult. I I empathize with her because it's very difficult to find that middle ground where you're acknowledging these issues and talking about them and you're also um doing it in a way that is open and considerate enough for people who may not agree with it to actually listen to it because if she goes kind of full out dei you know anti-racism a lot of people just tune that out right but the goal of it is to get more and more people to understand this kind of framework and to think about it whether they whether or not they agree with it and so it, it's a really difficult balance to figure out how do I post or how do I have conversations about these topics in which we can actually get into and have real, authentic, brave conversations and not ostracize people that don't believe this, you know, and not, you know, put them out in a place where they can't even be in the conversation. And some of that is their own doing. They have to be receptive and willing, but also it's how the initiator starts that conversation and it's really really difficult to do like you're saying we're having a more nuanced conversation right here because we're familiar with this this topic but somebody that has no idea about dei you have to kind of think really broadly what's the easiest way what's the best way to bring them into this conversation for them to not feel attacked to not feel guilted but to also be willing to listen and understand ask questions um it's a super super hard you know role to be in as the chair of John Hopkins Hospital, I, I can't imagine kind of what kind of conversations and, and dancing she has to do around topics just to get people to be engaged and be interested in it. Yeah, and then that's privilege in itself, right? That she, mm-hmm. privilege or lack thereof, that she has to think about that, to think about yeah. how do I say something that is digestible to the dominant group about their about just the way things are so that they can take it easier than if I were just to speak plainly. I have to learn to speak their language. So like this yeah. whole thing is an example of privilege. <laughs> like, right, so right. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, man. But we could talk about this forever, but uh, I'm good if you good, man. Um, yeah, I think that's a good conversation right there. It gives people some something to think about, see how it affects you and, and your work and your life. It, it's a, it's an interesting conversation, like you said. We could talk about it for for hours and hours. Yeah, again, this is a person who Doctor Hill, like she has her doctorate and she's working at one of the most esteemed establishments in our country, Johns Hopkins Hospital, and like people are saying that she's wrong or whatever. So it's funny. Well, yeah, man. With yeah. that, Reem, why don't you tell the good people where to find us? You can find us at dotsup.podcast. And uh, like Mook says, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, and you would not be disappointed. We appreciate y'all. 
And it's been another episode of the Dots Up Podcast.